0: but what does it really take behind the scenes to launch and run your own successful business? Hear how these inspiring female founders have made it happen. While we're talking about female founded businesses, you guys have to check out SheKind, an independent Canadian retail boutique. SheKind is run by a mother daughter duo with the goal of making women look and feel their absolute best with the thing we love fashion. All of the brands that they partner with are either female founded or female led. Head over to shekind.ca to shop their super cute clothing by all female led brands. And right now you can get 20% off your first purchase using code MADEIT20. That's 20% off using code MADEIT20 at shekind.ca. One use per customer. Today I'm speaking with Alyssa Coleman, productivity strategist. She's the founder of The Productive Entrepreneur, The Free Spirited Babes Community, and leader of Freedom Rebellion. She helps creative entrepreneurs, bloggers, influencers, and coaches ditch overwhelm, get more done, make more money, and make a bigger impact. So how about we start off with having you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your business.
1: Well, cool. yeah so my name is and and uh, i'm a productivity strategist i really mostly work with creative entrepreneurs um but also bloggers influencers course creators like that type of uh world and yeah i help people create business structures that allow them to get to whatever their end goal is in a really productive way because what i find happens a lot with entrepreneurs especially so many of us are like big idea people so it's really easy to like start your business with one goal in mind and then you know a few years in you've done all this stuff but you're actually not even that much closer towards what your end goal was when you first started things so we really focus on streamlining and creating strategies that move you forward towards your goal rather than just like doing more for the sake of like being busy you know (laughs)
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I'm I'm so curious as to how, you know, you got into this industry to begin with. Has this something that's always come natural to you or something you sort of discovered one day?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's actually the opposite. It's it you know productivity never came naturally to me. I've always been like a procrastinator. I always thought of myself as like someone who's really lazy. And when I started working for myself, I I, you know, I don't know if you've experienced this, but as soon as you start your own business, it's like all of your demons like come to the surface. <laughs> you like start to notice all of your bad habits, all of your limiting beliefs and you start to realize like when you're not working for someone else like it's nobody else's problem if you're not getting your shit done right it's only your own you're only sacrificing your own dreams for the sake of being unproductive or lazy or whatever. Um, and so I actually, when I started my business, I was working with entrepreneurs still, but I was a nutritionist or I guess I still am a nutritionist technically, <laughs> but I don't, I'm not, not practicing. Um, and so I was, I had this program called the healthy entrepreneur. I got to work with some really cool entrepreneurs in that specifically in the online space. And um, I was burnt out. I was like just straight up a hot mess. I was like finally getting clients and like things were working for me, but I was working so much. My business was like running me instead of me running my business. And I didn't feel, I didn't feel legit. You know, I don't know if you can relate to that, but like, I was a mess (laughs) and I was like, yeah, I'm running a business, but I didn't feel like a CEO at all. And so I kind of decided, okay, I got to figure out what this whole productivity thing is. And I read every book I could get my hands on about productivity. I took the courses, I tried all of the things. I was like, I made myself my own guinea pig. And um, in the end, I sort of started creating this like mishmash of all these different strategies from different productivity gurus out there who a lot of them were like corporate men who had like strategies to like get the most out of your employees. And like, it was very masculine energy. And so I kind of cherry picked the things that I liked and, um, long story short, with my clients who were entrepreneurs, I started introducing some of these um, strategies and protocols because they're stressed just like me, right? Um, And from there, everything kind of snowballed. Like I had some of my clients saying like, hey, you know, one of my friends saw what you did to my calendar and she wants, you know, productivity, but nothing, no nutrition. Like, is that something that you offer? And I remember the first time someone asked me that, I was like, Yes, definitely. Yep, let me just get an invoice really quickly, like fully just baking it till I made it. Um, and it kind of snowballed from there. Like that's just sort of how things happened until I was mostly doing productivity work. And also it started becoming so much more fun to me because um, I feel like I can really understand being unproductive and so therefore I can like almost you know stop these things from coming up before they do rather than someone who just like is naturally a very organized and productive person Um, you know it might be more difficult to like explain or or to relate to people who do feel you know lazy and unproductive and like prone to procrastination. Wow that was a long story but (laughs)
0: No, no, that's great. And it's it's nice to hear, you know, how you got where it, you are today with your business. Um, and so you've worked with a lot of different entrepreneurs and, you know, all about productivity. What do you find to be sort of the biggest obstacle or barrier that entrepreneurs sort of go through in terms of productivity and their business?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. I think, I think probably the biggest thing is ideas. Um, entrepreneurs are End, they have endless ideas <laughs> they've got new product ideas new business ideas the amount of time my times my clients have said to me like i think i'm changing everything in my business and starting a whole new business like you would be surprised at how often this happens or yeah new services new freebies like just we're so obsessed with creating new stuff which is so exciting Um, and what makes I think is like really what makes a great entrepreneur but it's also the Achilles heel right because the more ideas you have what I notice happens to a lot of entrepreneurs is they start a lot of things and then they just kind of end up half-baked and they feel they, they start to feel defeated because they're like I'm not getting anywhere but actually they are they're just taking one step in 10 directions instead of 10 steps in one direction you know.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think, I think that definitely makes sense. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs can relate to that for sure.
1: I totally Um, can too, especially now with like all this, all the marketing that's around us, like every Facebook ad sounds like the next greatest thing that I need to have. And I'm always like, Ooh, do I need this new funnel? Do I need this new webinar? Like (laughs) in my life, it's so easy to be distracted.
0: Yeah absolutely and then i'm curious to hear sort of more about the services and the different programs that you run for it i know one um your most profitable quarter yet do you want to tell us a little bit about those
1: sure yeah this is this is kind of like my baby um it's a group coaching program as well as a course that i've created that sort of takes people through what i call the system of systems so i remember specifically remember um many years ago, reading a book by Robert Kawasaki. I forget which one it was. I think it's called something like don't quit Quit your day job or like something along those lines. But he specifically talked about how every successful business is run as a system of systems, which means that just like a car has like a brake system and a fuel system. And like, I literally know nothing about cars. I don't know why I always use this example, but you know, there's like the air conditioning system. (laughs) I don't know. It has all these different systems, right? And each one needs to um, work on its own. But also, if one of those systems is out of whack, then the whole car is going to start to have problems, right? And all businesses work the exact same way. And so if you have one system in place that's totally just not working, all you can have the best sales system ever. But if you don't have a lead generation system that actually works and brings you good quality leads, your sales system is going to seem like it doesn't work at all, right? So it's really about long story short the course is about creating and setting up a business that is a system of systems so starting from wherever you are creating something that allows you to have the foundation of your business so strong that as you grow and as you scale you have that freedom and like i say you're moving productively towards whatever your end goal is rather than trying all these different things to like oh maybe i need this for the car maybe i need this for the car it's like no you just need you know the regular parts, <laughs> everything else is just extra, right? Like, yeah, you can get tint on your car, but that's not a system and it's not essential to the car really working well. So, you know, as you grow, you can add more f- fun stuff like tint, <laughs> um, but you need the basics, you know?
0: Yeah, absolutely, that that definitely makes sense. And I, I love the analogy that you put with that, because even though I don't understand cars either, <laughs> I understood what you were saying. You got the gist, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, And then so you said you sort of transferred from nutrition um, to now doing more productivity strategy Um, with your business. I know you'd probably had you said you already worked with a lot of entrepreneurs, how else like some other tactics that you used in terms of getting your clients and marketing your business um, with that transfer. Yeah.
1: So yeah, it wasn't like a seamless transfer and this was quite a few years ago now, but I kind of had to make the decision, like which way do I want to take this so that I can be fully focused on, you know, one conversation topic or another. And so once I decided that productivity was really the thing that was more fun and exciting for me and like, I love nutrition, but I think it's more of a a personal love, you know, love than actually working with clients that sort of became anyway something i didn't love as much um but in terms of getting clients yeah there there was lots of different techniques my if you're talking like organic strategies my absolute favorite is pinterest so i'm really um a strong proponent of putting out a lot of high quality content and using platforms like Pinterest or any social media platform to drive people to that content and use that content as sort of like the start of your sales funnel and bring people into your business system um, and stuff like that. But I, I've also always run um, like paid advertising as well, which I think is super important and something that a lot of new entrepreneurs are Maybe scared of I definitely was scared of it too and wasted a lot of money on it, but um, you sort of sometimes have to make the mistakes before you can learn um, what actually really works and paying for marketing is is just a massive massive return on investment.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I, I feel like, um, especially with paid social advertising, it like you said, it's a lot of trial and error, you know, finding right. out what works, what targeting you're going after. Yeah. Um, so I definitely agree there. And then, you know, speaking of that too, you are also really great with working with a lot of collaborations. And um, I know you work with a, sort of a lot of different entrepreneurs with that as well. Can you tell us just a bit about, you know, the value in creating those collaborations and some of the ones that you've worked on and who- how you decide who you want to work with for those.
1: Yeah. I love collaborations. Honestly, I think it's, especially as a new entrepreneur, it's one of the easiest ways to like exponentially grow your audience if you have no money. Right. So for me, it, it, It started quite naturally because even when I was a nutritionist, I had no money and no budget. I was like a nutritionist and a waitress. And I used my tips to like pay for some Facebook ads and basically wasted all that money. But what I would do is I would go to health food stores or yoga studios, or I would look for literally anywhere. I worked with Lululemon and places that who already had my audience. And so I was like looking around like a hawk um, for complimentary businesses to mine. So rather than being a competitor to me, so rather than collaborating with other nutritionists, which sometimes you would do too, depending on the niche, but like for the most part, you don't wanna sell to somebody's audience who like is trying to sell the same thing as you. I would go to people who had a really complimentary um, skill to mine and had the same audience. And this was really great for me in the beginning. I got so many new leads and, um, yeah, so once I you know, came into the online world, I just thought, how can I duplicate that same model? And so I love looking for people who don't have um, the same product as me, but already have the same audience as me. And it ends up being a really great way to Grow your audience, but also like create those cool connections that I think, especially if you like are a solopreneur or you work from home like you kind of need some friends in the game right Um, Who get what you're going through too. and sometimes like I my friends and family are very supportive of you know what I do, but sometimes like they don't want to talk about you know what Facebook ad targeting is working and like, you know, my most recent self liquidating offer, like they don't really give a shit. Um, so to have like friends in your niche too, is like, it's, it's such a blessing.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I definitely agree. And um, do you have sort of, I guess, one tip for maybe an entrepreneur that's looking to get into those collaborations or make those sort of something to get that first step um, mm-hmm. into that sort of, I guess, industry?
1: yeah so that's a great question let me think what i would do i mean you definitely want to start just creating connections right so what i would probably do is like create a list of maybe like 10 people who you think are cool like we're all creeping each other online right so 10 people who you think are cool who have a complimentary offer to yours and have the same audience that you already do and start creating a a, like a true friendship there if you can like engage with them post you know comment on their stuff like start a conversation in the dms if that's something that you want to do and then you know organically start to explore that option say like hey i'd love to do a um joint facebook Live, or you know what's something that's such an easy thing you could do now is Joint Instagram lives. You know how you can like go live with someone. Yeah. It's such a great way, and like it's like not a lot of work. Like if someone asked me to do that, I would be down. It's way less work than like creating a webinar with someone or something like that that does take more commitment from, you know, the other person. So to say like, hey, you know, I'm doing this Instagram live series. Do you want to go live together? We could talk about X, Y, and Z. And um, you know, one thing to keep in mind is like, what's in it for the other person, right? You can't always be looking for these collaborations. Just for the sake of the collaboration. So if I was, when I was a nutritionist and I was reaching out to Lululemon, I didn't say like, Hey, can you just like tell everyone who comes into the store about me a nutritionist that I'm the nutritionist? No, I would go to Lululemon with the whole, you know, plan of like, Hey, I would love to teach, you know, create a free class for the people who um, sign up from Lululemon all about, you know, three ways to detox or whatever that I thought people at this Lululemon would be interested in. And um, of course they were like, yeah, that's great. That's just like, it looks good on them, right? It looks like they are creating these free, um, you know, trainings for anyone who comes to Lululemon and also looked good for me. And Lululemon, little known fact, would pay me in like yoga wear. (laughs) (laughs) So that was a major perk. but yeah, like definitely like think about what's in it for that person. So maybe they could pitch to your audience or maybe, you know, something like that. But it that would be a great way to start a collab. And then you can sort of, you know, expand from there with people who make the most sense for you.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think that's such a great piece of advice and, um, you know, a way that a lot of people might not think about it. Um, and it is all about sort of added, what value can you add to them as well. So I think that's a great piece of advice for any entrepreneur. And then, so you have sort of talked about you, you've created sort of two businesses already. What was the biggest challenge with either of these businesses when you were creating it that you've had to overcome? Mm-hmm.
1: I mean, there's like a new challenge every week, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely something I, I learned pretty quickly. You know, actually when I, when I first started my business, I was so afraid to fail. Like I had this sort of perfectionist mentality so I was so afraid to like screw something up or to get a no on a sales call or to put out something that sounded dumb or looked ugly or something like that and i learned really quickly that actually the more times that i failed the more valuable lessons that i learned it's like sounds like such a cheesy thing to say but it's so 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 true and i remember reading once that um you know really successful people fail a lot and so, the quicker you can start to fail, the more successful you'll be. And so, I, I really, that was a big like mindset shift that I had to have. Like, failure is not a bad thing. Um, so, when you have that launch that's like a flop and nobody buys your product, or you run that Facebook ad and you waste, you know, $100 and nobody does your thing, um, those are how I learned some of my biggest lessons. So, I think, yeah, like I had, I mean, I've definitely had a lot of challenges in terms of like growing an audience not knowing just kind of you know not knowing what to do which i think is really n- normal now since it's so easy for for anyone to create a business right like you could just have a phone and you could have a business um and so if you didn't like i didn't study business or marketing in school or anything like that um so i in every step of the way i didn't know what was next right so i think that's probably definitely the biggest challenge is just every single time you make one step further you're a new you're new you're a newbie again right like as soon as you master something then you're like oh now in order to get to the next level i have to be complete noob at this and figure it out from scratch um but i think that's what makes entrepreneurs so scrappy because we can you know we can hack it (laughs)
0: Yeah, absolutely. I, I definitely agree. And I think, you know, like you said, that's something that a lot of entrepreneurs can definitely relate to. Um, and then on the other side of it, has there been sort of one, you talked about sort of those milestones overcoming, has there been sort of one big success moment that stands out to you throughout your journey?
1: Oh, that's so hard. I'm like one of those people who, one thing that I'm like really trying to work on is always, you know, every time you get I get a win, the first thing that comes to my mind is, okay, so now what's the next level, right? So I am trying to be more, um, you know, celebratory when I get those wins. You know what a big thing was actually this year, um, in January of 2020, I hosted my first ever retreat. And it was incredible. It was in Bali, it was like, just amazing. Uh, But that was really a huge milestone for me. Because when I was, you know, first started my business, I was like, 23, and it was a nutritionist and a yoga teacher, and I, all I wanted was to, the reason that I quit my job and went back to school was because I realized I wanted to have freedom. I wanted to be able to travel and work. I wanted to be able to not have a boss telling me, oh, you're, you're finished your work, but you have to stay here until 5 p.m. because, just because, like, it all felt so restrictive, and so I, all I wanted was to be able to host a yoga retreat and, like, no one, you know I didn't have followers I didn't have people who like wanted to come to my yoga class every week I just was paid to teach yoga um and so it really felt like something that was so far away um and also when I started this business I just assumed that oh that you know you have to sort of just give up on this yoga retreat dream because of course you're not a yoga teacher anymore um and so to sort of bring like you know, to reevaluate that and bring it into this business and create something that was so transformative and like, it really just was a dream come true. That, that definitely felt like a big thing that baby entrepreneur Alyssa would be really proud of. (laughs)
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that and how it sort of, you know, came full circle um, from before till now. And then, you know, when you were talking about, too, how when you had first started your nutrition business, what's something that you wish you had known back then or, you know, a piece of advice that you give to someone who is looking to start a business now um, that you would have told yourself back then?
1: Oh my god, so many things. (laughs) I learned so much. You know, it's funny when I when I got my degree, I just like had this feeling. I rented an office space. I like set up my cute like pink stapler, and I was like, "All right, where's everyone?" <laughs> you know, like I thought I genuinely. It sounds so crazy to say out loud now, but I genuinely thought people would be lining up at the door to work with a nutritionist because everyone's, you know, from my perspective, like everyone's sick. Everybody that I talk to wants to, you know, feel healthier, lose weight, whatever it is, um, and obviously that didn't happen (laughs) um so i would tell you know baby entrepreneurs that like you need to start creating value and and showing people how incredible you are if you want anyone to pay any attention especially in the in the um you know landscape we're in now where there's like millions and millions of blog posts and social media posts and podcasts and like you know it's it's not easy to get people's attention um and so to show up start showing up with value like ASAP and don't just sit in your office, like, waiting, (laughs) you know, looking out the window like, hello, there's a sign here, don't you need this? Um, For sure. (laughs) Get to work. (laughs) I'd also tell her to get to work.
0: Yeah, no, I think those are some really great piece of advice. And, you know, I, I definitely agree that, you know, that is the way that a lot of entrepreneurs think about when they're starting off. Um, so, you know, it's nice to sort of hear the advice beforehand about how to go through that. And another thing I also wanted to ask too, you talked about your retreat. You went to Bali. Um, obviously now things have definitely changed since then with yeah. COVID. Um, has this affected your business in any other sort of ways that you'd like to sort of share?
1: Well, yeah, big one was obviously um, while we were in Bali, we decided, okay, we're going to do this again. And we, um, you know, I went to Mexico and I scouted out locations and we picked like where the next retreat would be at the, you know, at the end of this year and we sold some spots and like, you know, obviously now it's just not happening. Other than that, my business wasn't too terribly affected. Um, Lucky for me, a lot of people actually were, I was kind of on the other side where a lot of people were trying to take their online, or sorry, their offline businesses into the online space, or really a lot of people started to see how valuable e-learning really is. Um, So in my case, it was quite lucky. But I, I do find, you know, what impacted me the most is really feeling a lot of pressure to know how to show up, to know the answers or how people should navigate, um, you know, a, a pandemic, <laughs> you know, running a business in a pandemic. So I did feel a lot of pressure to sort of figure things out, but of course, you know, it was my first pandemic too. Um, so that was definitely like something that was a bit, yeah, like a new challenge, uh, for me. Um, but I think from what I can see, like m- all my clients came out, on top at the end of the pandemic. And it was really cool to be surrounded by so many people who were willing to be ingenuitous and people who are willing to, um, you know, look for new ways to serve the people that are already around them or, or ways to change their offers to be more of service at this time. And all of my clients uh, came out making money at the end of COVID, which was really, really exciting. Even people who had you know, brick and mortar businesses. Um, and I can't take credit for all of that. But it was really inspiring to see like, you know, the entrepreneurial spirit, I feel like.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I definitely agree. And I think that there's been a lot of, you know, interesting ways that businesses have pivoted throughout this and amazing to see, you know, how they've come out on the other side from this. And even going forward, now they have that whole new layer to their business that they can yeah. continue on if it was successful. Yeah, and then it's so cool. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I love sort of seeing that part of it. And then, you know, in terms of productivity, is there sort of one piece of advice that, you know, any entrepreneur could take and apply to their business right now? Um, You said like a lot of them definitely have a lot of ideas. Um, Is there sort of one piece of advice that anyone could take right now going forward to help in terms of that?
1: Yeah. Well, one thing I would say to everyone is to choose one idea and commit to it for a full 90 days at least. Um, and so we're getting into Q4, depending on when this comes out. Um, and I think it's it, it's a perfect time to say, I'm gonna choose one thing, just one. Like literally, I know you don't wanna hear me say this. <laughs> like I know you're mad, um, you're triggered. But just do one thing and go for it for a full ninety days, and see how much more momentum and how much more um, you know progress you really feel uh, as soon as you do that. And I think you know the more you can sort of simplify what you want, the quicker you're going to get those things, and then therefore you can move on to getting that next thing. So it's not about you know that I'm not at all about getting entrepreneurs to you know have less ideas. I'm about them doing one idea at a time so that they actually can complete, bring all of those ideas to life rather than starting 10 ideas and not, you know, none of them seeing the light of day in the end. So choose one and like give it all your love and attention for 90 days and then report back and tell me (laughs) how it went
0: yeah absolutely i think that's a great piece of advice and then also that's good you know to see what is working what's not because when it's everything at once you don't really know where, where it went um so great, yeah great. thank you so much for for sharing all those great pieces of advice and do you have any sort of future plans for your business that you'd like to share with us
1: i have lots of future plans yes <laughs> of course <laughs> You know one thing that i'm sort of tinkering with in my mind right now is creating a course um all about successfully launching your offers and creating a launch strategy because I personally like absolutely live for a launch. I love launching. It's definitely in my experience been the thing that creates the most excitement around my products. Um, And it's fun and it brings in cash and like it's awesome. But I see a lot of entrepreneurs have this like launch PTSD or like a lot of resistance around launching. Maybe they it it really gets a bad rap. Um, So I'm thinking about teaching the like productive way, you know, and what I do. So that's kind of, potentially on the horizon you heard it here first This is like now i gotta do it i guess <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes absolutely well i'm definitely excited to see that and all of the future plans for your business as well um, and what's to come and i just want to say thank you so much for joining me here today and sharing your story and all of your great advice um and would you like to just tell people where they can find you online
1: sure well Thanks again for having me. This is really fun. (laughs) Um, Yeah, you can find me. My website is alyssacoleman.ca and on Instagram, I'm also
0: at alyssacoleman.ca. Today we're talking all about productivity and with that comes routine and what's more important than your skincare routine. My favorite skincare products are Three Ships. You might recognize them from a second episode as New Body who have now rebranded, still offering the great products with 100% natural ingredients and certified cruelty free. All of their products are under $40 and right now you can get 20% off your purchase using Made It Happen 20. Just head to threeshipsbeauty.com and enter Made It Happen 20 for 20% off your purchase. Thanks for listening to Made It Happen Podcast, the podcast highlighting female entrepreneurs. Make sure you subscribe to the channel, leave a review, and I'll see you next week.